Hello and welcome to another episode of me carrying my co-host ass through this episode of Drivel. <laughs> the automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrolhead. We are your hosts, I'm Mo. And I'm O. Thank you for that wonderful First of all, before we get started, why on earth, of all the rooms we could choose in this recording studio, did you pick the one that's no, that has no aircon and is like a sauna? Well, no, no, it has aircon. No, it, well, it's not no, on. It's not, on, it's not working or it's no. not on. So right now, it doesn't have aircon. No, this is because last episode... Where there was the aircon was and on. you were moaning about oh, can hear the aircon in the background. You can hear the aircon in the background. I, I really don't think our listeners are going to be like, oh, I can hear the back aircon in the background. They're going to turn off. If they're going to turn off. They'll be like, oh shit, motor is going to turn off. <laughs> I don't think aircon hearing aircon in the background, which they probably can't even hear anyway. But you're such an anal asshole that you. <laughs> How many you assholes do you know that aren't you, anal? You, 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 you got. You got, they're all anything all of them are just a-holes but no one really cares no one can hear it look so I, instead now you've decided to put us in a fucking sauna I listen I, I care about our listeners you, I want them the to only have the way best experience if, well then you need to make sure I'm comfortable because I give them the best experience and making me sit in this sauna isn't going to prove very there's, good there's, so then the listeners are going to get shit experience there's very little I can do to control you there's very little you can do anyway to like help out in this pod you fuck up the recordings now you've stuck <laughs> us in the sauna the sun you've seen, you've seen how hot it is outside speaking of fuck up the recordings can I make a request today please go on of today see how far the mic is from your mouth right now yeah that's that's kind of okay. It's a little bit close for comfort, but it's not too bad. Just don't get closer. Okay, is that you why have, you've got a barrier in front of yours? I've put a barrier in front. It's, it's called it's, it's called a pop filter, so that I sound a bit better. You don't want these pop filters you because they don't the way, stick on. They don't stay on. It gets in the way of your creativity. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. You get in the way. Of, there ain't even no creativity in this heat, mate. I'll tell you now. <laughs> they need to be. We've this got an hour of podcast to record. This is ridiculous, man. Seriously, what's ridiculous? <laughs> Sitting in this room for an hour. Speaking of ridiculous. Can we get? I want to go straight into it. Straight into what? The crap ha- you've been driving? No, 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 no. That's going to come later. What? What I want to get into, as I said, speaking of ridiculous, how's Range Rover ownership going? Uh, fine, fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine, mate. Loving it, loving it. Range Rover life, what couldn't... What? Well, you were about to say what could go wrong, which was going to be the question oh, I was going to say. What has gone wrong? What do you mean? But what has gone wrong? No, it's so, fine. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. It's a Range Rover. Something has broken. Nothing's broken on it. Guarantee you something has broken. Well, it's just, um, look, it's a, it's a Range Rover, yeah? Yeah, I know. You don't buy a Range Rover thinking, oh, it's going to be boring ownership. Nothing's going to go wrong. Everything's going to be fine. You buy a Range Rover knowing that the odd little thing might happen now and then. So, so, what, so what, what if I'm, anything does happen, you're just taking your stride. You don't like making a song and dance about it. So, don't, uh, you don't need to like. So when you say take it in your stride, does, does that mean you had to resort to walking because it let you down? No. So it was fully... Got plenty on. of cars on my driveway. So, Ubers so, around. So the Range Rover was fully functional and worked brilliantly since the last time we recorded. Um, no. Not, not quite. No, not quite. What went wrong this time? Tell the listeners. Do, do you it, love this I'm thing? Sure this, you're sure, a don't, don't, you, don't you want to do the, don't you do the, the disclaimer? Well, let's disclaimer do the disclaimer yet. afterwards. Are you sure? Because we'll be late for that then no, after. No, don't worry. The disclaimer can wait. It can wait for the Range Rover stories. <laughs> so... It's proof of why the disclaimer is required, if I'm entirely honest. But carry on. So Saturday had to get had to go to um had to go to Birmingham early in the morning on Saturday, so I don't know why you do that to yourself, by the way. Yeah, I know, I don't know why I do either considering you're there and you should be the one going, to be fair. 
Um, but like I say, I've I tried to stay away. Carry you in there. You're not very. You're not much good as a part-time driver for me either. Really, to be fair. So well, um, I know part-time valet, part-time driver. Not getting paid for any of this, but whatever. Anyway, carry on. You get twenty-five quid a hit. <laughs> um, so I um, decided to yeah, had to go early in the morning. Um, got my brother ready. Said let's let's go to um, have to go. We have to go to pick something up. Oh, I had to pick up a van. So my brother tells me like, oh, I haven't got my phone's not working, and I was like. He's like, don't don't worry, I'll just follow you there or whatever. I was like, well, nah, because if anything goes wrong or whatever, then I need a phone and that. So I thought, oh, I'll pick up, I'll grab one of my phones on the way home. Your dealer on the, phone. On, on my burner phones on the way and then we'll grab it. So pulled up to where I live and there's like a allocated parking area. So you picked your brother up from his house. Well, we left from our other's house. I stayed the night there because we were going to leave early in the morning, like half six, seven. So he left his at seven, got to mine in about five minutes. I just pulled into like the parking lot where it is and just parked across couple of bays and that. I thought it was going to be two minutes. Shut the rangey down, put the handbrake up, went in, grabbed the phone, come back out. <laughs> right, let's click cracking, let's go. And that started the rangey up, put the handbrake, uh, put the handbrake down. That's a nice noise. This is seven o'clock in the morning, built up area, people have got their windows open and stuff like that. And it is, it was a loud pitch. It was like, Hold on, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I wish I could bottle that noise and use it to name the episode, but I'm not sure how to spell <laughs> that noise you just made. Anyway, we'll think of another so, Not really what I was like, yeah, let's do it again. Nothing. And then the parking brake light flashes on the on the range. It's got a light for everything, hasn't it, that fucking thing? I mean, one, that's it's good. It's telling you what's warning broken. light. Um, so it starts flashing in that and... Car won't come out of park. Uh, out of the 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 foot the, 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 the EPB electronic parking brake won't come off. Right. So shut it down. And that thinking, okay, it's probably one of those Range Rover things having. A it's it's thing. mainly a computer with an engine, so well, just yeah, turn it like on and every, turn, turn it exactly, off. Exactly. It's like right? every other car these days. Yeah. Turned it off. Turned it in again. Thought, okay, let me just put it straight into reverse this time, and then set off. You know, like they do, they'll come off automatically. So do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope you, yeah. I hope the listeners are enjoying that noise Fuck. as much as I am. So the electronic part, the brake seized. The parking brake is seized. seized. I'm across two bays, in one of my neighbours' bay as well, in my own. Oh, great. Excellent. So not only have you um, woken them up through yeah. this horrible noise, you've also parked across their bay. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Making right, friends. Right. Let's get to sit down. See, so I had a search around because most like electronic parking brakes will have a manual release and then found out that the range he has one is that a thing actually is that true do most electronic parking brakes have a manual release they will That's all a great have, idea. they will all have a, you've got to man otherwise you're I was going to say it's, yeah. you're screwed yeah. so yeah this one has one it's got a wire that sticks up like that and you pull okay it cool so you just off. pull the manual release and you're on your way and you're on your way yeah, yeah except in mine I wasn't on my way <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't doing anything oh really the manual release anything. wasn't functioning no so the backup feature that Land Rover have installed in the event that their main thing breaks because they, they know their own products really, yeah, also broke doesn't back up much no wonderful so, right. so that's so, Range Rover ownership then get to the AA app call the AA out thinking I'm not really sure what they can do but I'm thinking well I need to get you did here. you did you get this person's first name when they did come out the AA driver no I didn't actually no. you'll get it next time don't worry you'll be oh. on first name terms <laughs> pretty soon I'm sure <laughs> so he comes out looks at the same thing that I do with the manual brake and really and he's just like there's no other way that it's, it's not can't do it mate I was like, okay, well, I need to get it moved from here, recovered from here. He's like looking around thinking, mate, there's no way we're getting a, a recovery truck, truck in yeah. here because of the way the bay and that is angled and the way the range is parked out. I was like, well, listen, I pay for recovery and I need recovery to my home address. Yep. He was like, yeah, but we don't, this is going to need specialist equipment and we don't really do specialist equipment. 
I was like, listen, you can put it on some skates, turn it around, move it, and get they it. They probably don't the have skates, it. though. Do but they? they don't. They don't. AA don't. But the people they contract who can do skates are covered on AA. So if you've got AA cover, if you need skates that's covered, lifting equipment, etc., isn't. So if that if they had to hoist it up, lift it up, like they do when they nick your car in London when you park somewhere illegally or whatever, yeah, that isn't covered by it. So I said to the guy, oh, I said, listen, leave it for now. Let me see what I can sort out. Let me have a look around. And then if not, I'll call you back. But it, like, thankfully, he was nice in that. He put notes on there to say, look, it's going to need skates or stuff like that to, to thingy in that. Because we tried to move it a little bit, but it just, just wasn't wouldn't moving. go anywhere. It just wouldn't go anywhere. You effectively got a seized rear wheel yeah, the, or wheels. They're on the drums, yeah. Yes. So I had a look around and stuff. Started reading around how to do it and that. And a few people have resorted to like cutting the, cutting the handbrake, uh, e-brake cables, which I didn't want to do because that's just, then that's just even more headache and stuff. So then I've got a mate who does recovery. I, lo- I love how there's a community of people who've all suffered the same problem. Everyone suffered. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone. suffered. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you start going on to the uh, Range Rover communities and the and the forums and stuff like that, every, every, they've all suffered it. They've yes. all suffered it. And if they haven't, that person they're about is, to. That person is hated. All right, they're so, about to. Yeah, they're, they're, research- about they're to. researching for the. Or they're about to, yeah. So then I couldn't do anything with it there, and I didn't have any tools and that with me. So I phoned my mate who's got a recovery thing, and I thought, oh, I'll get my mate to recover it and stuff, and asked him, and he said, like, just send me pictures where I showed him, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I normally charge about two fifty, but I'll do it for you to, for one fifty, and I realised, well, I'm not a very good friend of this really, because he's only got to take it from my house to my mum's house which is like you know it's like seven Five, minutes yeah yeah it's a very short drive. seven minutes he's like oh yeah I've got to put it on skates this and that I was like mate I was like alright you know what I allow you so I phoned AA back up <laughs> <laughs> and I said this is like oh, how much is this going to cost us well, you know, I told him it was 50 quid to get it recovered and I didn't tell him it was 150 um, and she knows now though because she's listening oh yeah she's going to know now yeah um, so then I phoned up AA said look I need this recovered to my to my place and stuff like that and I said look it, I'm telling you now because AA have a habit of not listening to you and sending someone out that can't do something then someone else has to come oh yeah you say you need a tow and they'll send someone, someone out someone else in, 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 in a, a van, box, normal van in a box of gonna, course yeah exactly <laughs> I was like listen this is going to need skates or a trolleys or something to move it yeah and he was like no the guys put notes on them I'm just letting you know if it isn't that and it ends up being specialist equipment this is what we have to do I was like alright fine fine so he sent a guy out lo and behold the guy didn't have a tro- any skates of course he didn't. Because why would he listen? It, yeah. But what he did do was he managed to get it out on his own power and drive it out slowly and um, get it onto the get it onto his truck. Which uh, is and disturb about, your neighbours for the second time in one day. Yeah, yeah, they did. But well, at this time, it was like half ten. So, so the noise was completely... They were up point. anyway, yeah. Well, so, yeah, they were up since seven, thanks to you. Exactly. So they managed. To, he managed to get it up on there, get it back and thingy to that so I got it jacked up I thought okay fine I'll get to and I started reading around there's ways to undo them and that but the the, the EPB module is underneath at the back of the chassis so right? you need to get it up off the ground so I need to get it up off of the ground and my, my jacks weren't quite high enough so I've got I've got it up a little bit but it's up but imagine on a Ranger Ranger over you've got the stuff at the bottom underneath where all the bolts are after 10, 12 years of being underneath, what is going to happen to those nuts? Yeah, they're probably all corroded and seized and God knows what else. Yeah. So I spent two, there's three, four, one, two, three, five nuts you have to get off to get a bracket off to be able to move the module towards you and stuff. I spent, and thing is, it's all, because I didn't have enough height at the moment, I spent two and a half hours. On those five bolts? And I managed, no, yeah, on five, I've only managed to get four off. Oh, you still, so you've still got one bolt left I've still to go. got one bolt left to go. Wow. Yeah. 
So, but now so Range is, but, Rover ownership in a nutshell, yeah, is yeah. fucking irritating. Yes, it is. It is. Still love it though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Well, I can't get rid of it, can I? You got <laughs> stop. You're gonna have to. Where's, love it gonna, it? where's it gonna go? You're gonna have to love it. Yeah, um, but it's it's stuck there anyway. But now I found I mean, the why. The, I guess the, the positive is at the moment it's giving you great fuel economy. Oh, mate, the fuel economy's through the roof right now. Yeah, you're gonna get at least twelve weeks. To I just gallon. I filled her up before I set off. <laughs> so it's now sat there with a full. So then I had to give a missus another car because she had to fill that up to go to work. And she's like, oh, you just put 120 quid of fuel in now and there's fuel sat in the range. And I was like, well, when it starts working and then you've got fuel in the range. You use it, yeah. So there you go. Um, so yeah, but I found a way to be able to unwind, hopefully, the discs from the, from the drums, which means I can get it free and I can get it moving again. And I won't be able to use the parking brake, but at least I can then get going and then I can do it once I get a ramp and stuff and yeah then, then you can ramp. drive it to somewhere where you've got a ramp or, or whatever you can put it into a place that's a bit more easily accessible yeah so it's just one of those things I look forward to the next instalment of O's Range Rover and this is not exclusive to your Range Rover I'd imagine any one of our listeners who's got a Range Rover or has had a Range Rover is probably oh yeah your parking, rubbish. parking brake so basically what what's happened is and I think who had it before me had it had brakes done at Hal Frauds so what you have to do when you change the discs and the, the the parking brake discs in the drum, you they need adjusting again and they're resetting on a on a, on the on the on the tool on the um, scanner. Oh so yeah, you yeah, because yeah, you yeah, yeah, that's right. Because what it will do is it will every time the pad wears away, it will take it closer to the drum so exactly. that travel, the distance yeah. it travels is the same, right? Yeah. So this hasn't quite this hasn't done that. So right. now, so it thought that the pad was actually shorter than it was. So it's extended out. Yeah. And then the the, the cables have unhooked. From the parking brake, right? From the end module, sorry. So now, when you go to turn it on, it's winding itself in, it's but just not no, it's not pulling anything in. Yeah. So that's what's happened. Right. So okay. I mean, it's a faff, but should be a relatively straightforward fix once you can get to what you. Yeah, need. it's a straightforward fix. It's just getting underneath there. And once I've got the height, then it's, you can you can literally sit underneath it and 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 and, and work on it. So, but it's annoying the missus because she wants to get back in it. Well, of course, because this is the car that you bought for her. Um, I'm going to say under your choice because I no, think well, under my choice. Well, I think choice. I think she probably she wanted that or an X5. Well, yeah, so, uh, an X5 is hideous. I know, but it'd be working right now, arguably, uh, mm, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they have traditional handbrakes on the X5, don't they? Don't I know. think they. I think they might have. But anyway, in any case, it's going to be more reliable than a Range Rover. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway. I mean, but having said that, like you think, like why the hell have you not got? What's wrong with a manual handbrake? But at the same time, I guess a vehicle of that size kind of makes sense why you would have an electric brake. I don't understand why they but, went to electric electronic handbrakes anyway. Just, everything's electronic now, isn't it? It is. But yeah, okay. So, yeah, there we go. The so we've of... inadvertently created a new feature on the show. No, it's not a new feature. You need to stop asking about it. I'm going to ask about it every episode. No one's interested. Well, uh, yeah, maybe they're not interested in exactly what went wrong, but I'd like to think they're interested in your slight misfortune uh, <laughs> buying a Range Rover. <laughs> Which leads me very, very nicely into the disclaimer, because we are an automotive podcast, but we are by no means professional or qualified to give any kind of car buying advice clearly because you bought yourself a Range Rover we can give advice every all cars go wrong all cars go wrong yeah I know but Range Rovers go wrong a lot more than normal how's your car running how's your high performance vehicle going mate 
Um, it will be going fine after tomorrow. Oh, it will be going fine, which means it's not quite going fine at the moment. No, it's not. But let's oh, be really? Fair. Why isn't it not, Mo? Got, What's happened to yours then, Mister Sensible Buyer? Come on. It's got a broken suspension. Oh, cord. has it now? Yes. Great. Now, I will say that's not a common failure on that car, and I've had that car for one year and two months, which you know for me is a very long time. So I do. Yes, like I don't expect it to be here much longer. To be that fair. is the only thing that has gone wrong since I've had it. And once it's fixed, I, there's no reason for any of the other suspension components to break. Just like the Range Rover once <laughs> it's fixed, there's no reason for it to go again. I, I know. Yeah, let's ask the, each other these questions on the next episode of Dribble, mm. and we'll see if anything has gone wrong. Actually, no, it's funny. Actually, I was with you when it was making the noise, and we were trying to determine what it was, and it sounded like... Oh, and the, uh, the C63? Yeah, yeah, the loose brake, you know, bracket or caliper bracket or something like that. sounded like, like that. an exhaust and, bracket, yeah, right? Yeah, and there you were, banging it across the potholes on the road. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, with broken springs. <laughs> well, you got to do... So. To be fair, though, it rode... Well, given that the spring was broken, it still rode well. Well, the thing is, you know what? The springs, if you notice, when springs break in a car, it doesn't... You would think, oh, the spring is gone. It should be, it should be sagging from somewhere, but it's not. The, the springs aren't really what give you the height. Your car wasn't sagging at all. It was it's a the, tiny bit on the front. Was it? And also it's because of where in the coil it broke. So if you were to have, if the middle of your coil was to snap, yeah, I guess you'd know true. about yeah, it, yeah. right? And then, then yeah, you would yeah, sag. Yeah. Um, it was kind of the, the final half at the bottom, yeah, which yeah. is snapped off, yeah. which just meant that the, this, the spring that would ordinarily not be seated then was seated at the bottom of the shock absorber. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. it seated itself, and it seems to have seated itself quite securely, mm. and that bit of the side of the car is just riding a little bit lower. But obviously the broken spring coil was just sat there in the seat of the cup in the shock yeah, absorber, yeah. and I could I took it out with one hand, so it wasn't it wasn't like wedged in or anything. Nothing, when I jacked it up, I was able to take it out yeah, with one hand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was pretty dangerous because that piece could have flown off at any point while I was yeah, driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it could have lodged itself into the side of the tire and given me a blowout. Mm. It could have gone underneath some of the uh, the wheel arch covers or God knows what yeah, and got tangled in anywhere or, or yeah. flew out from underneath the car and hit a car behind yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. thankfully, nothing major happened. I, 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 I figured it out myself what it was, took took the broken part off. Yeah. And I haven't driven the car, to be honest. I probably could, but I'm not going to take the yeah, risk. Yeah, probably best not to, yeah. Uh, apart from tomorrow morning when I'm driving it to the garage that are going to repair it for me and then, and then we're all good. But uh-huh. yeah, not no near as uh, as, adve- uh, as as an adventure as your story on the yeah, Rover. No. But yes, as it's I was lucky, saying, I could have been stranded in I could have been stranded in your country. So you lucky. could have been stranded in Birmingham. That would mm. have been awful. Mm-hmm. Although you probably wouldn't have had been a Range Rover owner for much longer. I mean, the good thing is they would have got so your Range Rover going. It, yeah. They would have just nicked it. Yeah, exactly. They would have it. You know, it, you yeah, wanted yeah. a tow. They would have towed it for mm-hmm. you, just not to where you wanted it to go. Mm. But going back to the disclaimer, it just proves we that. can give advice. We will give advice. We will. Don't listen to our advice. Because if you do, it's likely to go wrong. It's likely you're going to end up with the Range Rover on your driveway, which for the first one day of ownership, you'll go, this is amazing. <laughs> and kind of, of like by day three. I had well, a couple of weeks out of it. You had a couple of weeks. So what, day 15, we got to. And, then, and yeah. then suddenly you were going, yeah, this was a bad idea. So enjoy. No, it's still not a bad idea. It it's is a bad, a bad idea. idea. It is. Because when it's running right, it's lovely. Enjoy the show. Listen to the show. Laugh at us. Laugh with us. Whatever you want to do. Um, and absolutely hear what we say. We are going to give advice. We just can't help ourselves. But do not follow the advice. There's the disclaimer. We're all done. Let's get into what we want to talk about today. Where are we at today? Where are we at today? Well, I had something interesting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've had a sale. Sold another car. Did you I had a sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold the E92. Sold the E92 Round Export Plus. 
Yep. That's gone. That, that was a me. very nice car. Though. That was a very nice car. And that was a very nice car. I needed fucking cleaning out. Yeah. Oh, this, this was the hooker's car. The hooker's car. The hooker's car with a dog. Um, so yeah, that's old. So sold the, a nice the new owner is guy. grateful that he uh, he or she does not have to deal with blonde with hair, makeup, blonde everywhere. hair, makeup stuck everywhere. Got a nice new car. Picked it up at twelve o'clock at night. Twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, now that's yeah. service. That is, you know what I mean. The open twenty LSP vehicles is open twenty four hours, mate. Twenty four hours a day for vehicle collections. Yep. Any as long as you're you willing to pay asking price. That's it. Yeah. No haggling on the price. Nice. That's it. So new owner. Yeah, happy new with owner. The more than yeah, he's happy with it. All good in that. Brilliant. So that's done. It's a nice car, to be honest. Black with it was a nice car. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I've picked up what have I got now. I've picked up another Astra van. Astra van. Okay. Yeah, 1.9 SE. Nice. Mint. Black 2011 plate. Full service history Campbell just been done. Ready to rock and roll. <laughs> it's got a seat <laughs> conversion in the back as well. I mean, you say you, you can only put midgets in there, so you'll be all right. A seat conversion. Yeah, and the rear seats. It's got rear seats in the in the back. Oh, okay. I mean, normally then they just put mattresses in them. Yeah, they can do. You can do if you go into a festival or something. Yeah. Festival, right? Yeah, is that what you call yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> so that's arrived. That arrived today. You've sold a lot of those, haven't you? The Astro vans, yeah, man. People love them, mate. The SE is one point nine diesel, one hundred and fifty brake from which we know from a diesel. And the thing is, they got a huge amount of torque. People use them as dailies. You see the idiot that spent. I showed you the idiot that dropped ten grand on his to get another forty brake out of it. Oh, this was ten thousand pounds modifying it as well. Ten thousand pounds. Modifying an Astro van. Wow. So max power is alive and kicking. In Ten, and, and to be fair, he only sense. got another, he only got another maybe 50, 60 brake horse out of it. But I mean, t- right. 10 grand. So that takes you to 200 horsepower. You could have kept the van and spent 10,000 pounds on a hot hatch that also has 200 horsepower. Yeah. Golf and, and the thing is, you've, you've driven them for me. When, when you, yeah. bet, when you put your foot down, you don't think, oh, I need a bit more power. No, what they got plenty of torque. To for be fair, when I've driven them, I think they don't need power; they need a clean. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, 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 except I, for this one, you picked up for me. This one wasn't too bad, I must admit. Yeah, I have driven this one. I didn't notice the seat conversion. If I'm entirely honest, I mm. literally just did my chauffeuring duties or my driver duties. Driver, so I didn't pay much attention. Chauffeuring is the next level. Yeah, well, I could chauffeur you in this one, couldn't I? Oh, you could. I could either lie you down in the back on a mattress, or I could put you in the small children's seats. Yeah, I'm not going to fit in the small children's seats. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, like, yeah, I don't think they need more power. I don't know. Look, each to their own. People modify cars for various reasons, cars and vans. I don't know. I don't get. Yeah, what I suppose. And that was when you're an Astro van, but if you do, you do. And if yeah. you're in the market for one, you've sold loads of these bloody things yeah, now yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they can find you at, uh, at Driveway, Driveway Autos, Autos. On, on Instagram, yep. or just look out for a uh, the ads on Auto Trader or wherever you yep. advertise. Auto Trader, yeah, LSP vehicles. Yeah, brilliant. Um. That's not what we were going to talk about, actually. What were we going to talk about? Well, yes, we were going to talk about the car that was delivered to me. A car that globally, actually, is... I don't want to use the word phenomenon because I think that's overselling it a bit too much. Has there but ever... Actually, has there ever been a phenomenon? The Volkswagen Beetle when Hitler first that developed it. Well, according to Vauxhall, their insignia was a phenomenon. Phenomenon, nom, nom. Nom, nom. Um, it was an American phenomenon. American phenomenon. Yeah. Phenomenon. So, yeah. but We do know we're saying phenomenon incorrectly. We're doing it on purpose yeah. before people come and tell us we don't know how to pronounce words. There are going to be lots of other words we don't know how to pronounce. Don't you hate that? When you're on social media and you tie something, you get a spelling, whatever, and someone corrects your spelling. I'm like, what? what? Really? Well, it's like, it's, it, this is, this is, it's, so it's Facebook or whatever. I don't really give a shit how I spell. My missus always has a go at me for that. Oh, you spelled this wrong. I was like, I don't care. I wish you it's would follow Facebook. your wife's advice though. 
when texting me at least sometimes I have to decode your messages like, I don't know what the fuck and you manage to decode them don't you I don't know sometimes I just send you a laughing emoji back which means I don't know what he said <laughs> so I'm just gonna yeah, that's, that's, laugh. that's the sheet keyboard on the Samsung's but come on man you're on social media you make a point and all someone comes back with is correct your spelling and I just think you know what all that means is I've just shut you up and you've got nothing to say so you're just gonna come back with spelling mark, uh, correcting my spelling yeah Anyway. That's the most annoying thing in the world. Please don't do, to, do that to us in podcast land. What you can do to us in podcast land, before I get to the exciting car that's a phenomenon, is um, you can support the show. So we did give, give we, we did um, big up your social media yep. at Driveway Autos. We didn't even mention ours. At Drivel Podcast. Drivel Podcast, yep. We are still um, on the hunt for followers. Have you got any more followers? Have I, I think I got like a couple. It grows each week by like a handful of followers. I would say we're posting more regularly. We're not. But again, the posts and the stories are worthy. So when you are following us, it's it's. I'm hoping it's delightful. I think it's delightful because I'm the one that creates the content. But yeah, at, dry, at, at Driveway Autos, no, that's you. At Drivel Podcast on Instagram, at Drivel on Facebook. And for some reason, you may want to email us. Then you can email us, drivelpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Oh, Jesus. I've never even I wonder if we've got any. Have you accessed? You created that email, didn't you? Yeah, we've both got access to it. I mean, you clearly don't access it. Have you ever checked it? Yeah, I check it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we get notifications from all of the many uh, platforms where you can find the podcast oh. predominantly. 83 followers. Has that gone up? I think so. I mean, it's not great. They're professional dashboards. Oh, hang on. They're professional dashboards and track your performance. Well, let's not do research on how we're going to promote the page during the show. Okay, yeah. So yeah, there you go. You can find us on social. Please interact, like, yada, yada, yada. Um, we will plug this again at the end of the show, like we always do, just to remind you how you can support us. But anyway, the thing that got delivered to me, the global phenomenon, which is not a phenomenon, but I'm sure if you spoke to the manufacturer, Toyota, they would probably say that it was, was it the... Was Toyota, that's a change from your Vauxhall crap. It, it was a change from the Vauxhall crap. It was... The I say new, it is the, the new Prius, which is the same oh, as the old Prius. The difference here, the new being, it, this is the plug-in hybrid model. What's the difference? So what that means is this has, obviously all Prius is a hybrid, that's just what they are, but this has the ability to run on electricity and loan and you can plug it in to charge it from your house or normal before electric we do that, charger. Do you know how Toyota got its name? Before we do that, do I know how Toyota got its name? Yeah. No. You're not very really good at it. You don't know how Toyota... So Toyota, do you know how they started? I'm guessing it wasn't by making cars. Because no auto manufacturer right, seems to start by making cars. No, they don't. All Lamborghini the started making... Tra- but they were a tractor manufacturer. Lamborghini were a tractor manufacturer. Peugeot made, like, salt and pepper mills, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to- Toyota was not... I can't remember the dude's first name, but... To- oh, no, no. Toyota was founded by Akio Toyoida. Oh, right, okay. And what they started was they would make looms, so clothing looms. Right, yep. And what he did was he found a way to automate making those looms. Right. But within that automation, what he also found was if anything went wrong or the fabric finished or whatever, then it would it would immediately stop making that loom so it wouldn't waste any more loom any or more any, more comp- any more fabrics on looms that were wrong or right, okay. Or worse. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so reducing manufacturing error. Time and error and things like that. Right. And then from there, I don't know how he then went from thinking, doing that to thinking, I oh, know I'm going to produce cars. But then they went from that's, cars. That's quite an interesting origin story. It's yeah. not what I would expect. So, so it's not so like he was making wiring looms for cars. It no, but just... this chap was effectively an engineer, right? Who who came up with some kind of a production yeah, model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Okay. And then coming that and, and, and the first car that came, the first, I, think, I can't remember what their first car was actually. Um, Probably the Corolla has been around forever. No, it was the double A. The Toyota. And, and were they called Toyota or Toyota to start with? No, no, Toyota. The reason being was because the Japanese are quite superstitious and stuff like that. They wanted an, it's, they, No, no, they were around Toyota for a little while, but as soon as they went to America, they had to change it. And the reason being Toyota in Japanese and Kenji and whatever has eight strokes. Toyota has eight Toyota. Toyota has Toyota eight. Toyota has eight. And eight is a lucky number in Japanese. Oh, okay. So then they changed it. So they, they did like a competition and they asked for different names and Toyota got like 25,000 votes or something. And then they went with that and that also has eight strokes in the way they write, which is... Okay, so it's a symbol of luck for them so too. So it's a symbol of luck for them, yeah. Well, that's quite interesting. Well, it was until they had a safety recall when the accelerator pedal did the same thing. And then oh, that was a Prius thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was lucky for ages, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. From Actually, the days yeah, of, guess, yeah. from the days of mills, or whatever, yeah, yeah. looms, uh, all the way through to the production of the Prius. Yep. So that go. brings us nicely onto the Prius. So this is the plug-in hybrid model, mm-hmm. uh, which means that it can run on its own electric motor only, and you can plug it in and charge it. So if you were to only do 30 miles a day, 30, 34 miles a day, you could, in theory, drive this car purely on electric power alone. Without needing to charge it as well? No, no, you have to charge it. Does, but does it, it not, charge itself though? Well, well, it can charge itself when you're driving, and I'll come to that in a second. But because this is the plug-in, you can plug in to charge the batteries like you'd plug but in a Tesla or any other EV. Do these cars charge themselves when you're driving, as in accelerating, or is it only when you're braking? It's when you are braking. It uses regenerative braking. Oh, my, yeah, to, but that's, you're not going to get much... Ch- well, this is this is the point, right? You don't you don't get much at all. So, um, I got the. That's car. a redundant system. Actually, let's before I go into my experience, let me just tell you the, the car that I had. Yeah, so yeah go on, it is, right. So I got the uh, business edition plus. Oh, they have editions. They have trim levels in them. Yeah. Well, so the business edition plus. Now, that sounds like it's a pretty premium spec, right? It's no, a- no, business. Do you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah, business edition should be a premium spec. But it's not. And if you think about the BMW business editions, like you get business edition radio, what the, what the hell is that? But it's, I don't know what you get. They're not like, I don't yeah. know. They're basic editions. Yeah. So, so Toyota are, are, are completely aligned with BMW on this marketing thing. Even though this is the plus, yeah. this is actually the base spec plug-in Prius you can buy. The one above this is the XL, which to me sounds like it should be the basic level. Yeah. Cause that's a pretty shit name. Yeah. So this was the plug-in business edition plus. Um, to be fair, so there's no level, no trim level below this, is there? There's no trim level below this. But so to, what is the business? So to be fair, it has everything. The only difference. What do you mean by everything? So it has dab, auto lights, wipers, dab, nav. Um, it has uh, wireless premium phone stereo. Char- so I'll tell you the things. Okay. So I'll come to that. It has okay. wireless phone charging. Has um, parking, uh, cam- reversing cameras. Uh, keyless go everything that you'd expect from okay. a well-equipped modern car it's yeah. got it all right okay. the only things it doesn't come with which come on the XL premium edition are the uh, JBL premium audio oh okay what I will say though is the standard stereo surprisingly good oh okay it was good I thought yeah. it was pretty pretty decent something called SIPA S-I-P-A which stands for Simple Intelligent Parking Assist do you know what that Why is? Why can't you just call it parking assist? Do you know what it is? Is it it's parking sensors? It is. So the so, so the not fa- just parking sensors, yeah. From what I could gather, 
the part the, the, so it doesn't park itself like a Volvo or something or, or Mercedes or Lexus or whatever yeah. yeah it comes with a camera as in the base uh, the business edition plus comes with a camera but it doesn't have parking sensors huh yeah I, I thought it'd be the other way around comes with a camera but no parking sensors yeah so it doesn't beep at you when you're about to hit something you can just see it happening <laughs> which is nice um, and it also comes with something called Toyota Touch 2 with Go Navigation so it has as, a touch screen as far as I'm concerned that's way too many words to say advanced yeah, nav why do these people use why do manufacturers use so many words why can't you just like I know it doesn't make it sound cooler you know well, I, I, and the thing I will say there's no point because they come with uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto as standard as long as you're buying a 2020, uh, yeah, 2020 model or, or beyond, mm-hmm. um, which this was. So you don't need the Toyota Touch 2 with Go Navigation. You don't need the SEPA because you've got a camera anyway. And the standard audio is pretty good. So you don't need the JBL premium audio. There's a 2,000 pound How many two levels are there? Two. Oh. Right. So there's a 2,000 pound difference between the two, as far as I'm concerned. Save you two grand and just go with the business edition yeah, plus, yeah. which has got everything anyway. It looks the same. It's still got the same wheels, yeah. same color choices of paint, same interior options, blah, blah, blah. But it's just literally those three things that I mentioned. Um, so that's the car that I was driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, engine statistics. So if you've only got two trim options, why don't you just have the Toyota Prius, whatever, and then... Because they've got to make it sound grander than it is. It's a marketing department. And what I will say... So all you get on the extra is... Premium sound and parking sensors. Yeah. Premium sound, parking sensors, and, and uh, uh, better navigation. The, the worst version I drove had navigation anyway, by the way. Not that I used it. Do people actually Android use Auto. sat nav in their cars now? Or do they just use Google exactly, or Waze? right. You use Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, and you use the, app, the navigation app that's in your smartphone. Yeah. It wasn't wireless CarPlay or wireless Android Auto. So you even though it's got wireless using, charging. Yeah. So you can... You can Put it onto the wireless charger, and I'll come to that in a second because that's a very strange wireless charger. Okay. Um, or you can just plug it in to charge it and then actually get the, the benefits of using the apps on your phone on your screen in the car. Okay. Like every other Android Auto or Apple CarPlay system that's out there. Um, engine statistics, I'll rattle through these quite quickly. It's 100. Oh, I really don't think we need engine statistics. 122. Actually, this is an interesting point. They call it DIN horsepower on the website. I tried to do a bit of research to understand what DIN horsepower was compared to normal horsepower. Is that electric horse strength? DIN is a German standard, which is horse strength anyway, whereas normally it's SAE, the Society of Automotive Engineers. There isn't really much of a difference between the two outputs. So let's call a spade a spade, or in this case, let's call it 120 bhp horse strength, whatever. Mm. Um, The electric motor on its own is capable of putting out 71 horsepower. Which suggests that that means the the engine is only fifty horsepower, but no. What it what it means is that when you're driving an electric power alone, it's seventy one horsepower. When you're driving combined, it limits the um, whatever the combined output to one hundred and twenty horsepower, probably for economy reasons. Um, okay. Yeah, one hundred and forty two newton meters of torque, which is fuck all. That's nothing. Is it? The engine the engine is actually a one point eight liter petrol VVTi with a CVT continuously variable transmission gearbox, so it doesn't actually change gears. 0 to 60 officially of 11.1 seconds, top speed 100 miles per hour, bang on. They're the stats. The stats would suggest the thing is terrible, right? So let's get into the driving. And your question around the regenerative braking yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I, I got the car with the batteries, not fully charged, probably about 90% charged. Okay. 
And when I initially drove it, it was on its electric power. And I will say it was plenty fine. I actually joined a motorway on slip road under electric power alone, which was quite weird. What so the, under electric, how would you know if you're only using electric power? Because then you can tell when the engine comes in, you can kind of feel oh, it, okay. hear it a little bit. No, I mean, it comes in quite smoothly, I must admit, but you could tell. And also it's got lots of um, like efficiency gauges and I'll come to gauges in a second mm -hmm. as well, actually. It's got some efficiency gauges which tell you whether you're using the engine or whether you're using electric or a combination of both. But anyway, at this point, initially, I was quite impressed. I was like, hmm, you know what? The electronic, or sorry, the, the EV side of things is not just a fad. It's working fine. But I wanted to, bear in mind, I didn't, I was test driving this car, so I wanted to test drive it. Yeah. And I wanted to test drive it for what it was for, which is all about efficiency. Oh, you do love it. You do love it. No, efficiency. no, but this is the, this is the car, right? You the whole point of a, of a Prius is efficiency. So I thought, what I'm going to do. Well, is actually, no. The whole I think the whole point of a Prius is for it to be green, isn't it? Well, that's what I mean. Green, right? And green is yeah. green means efficiency. You can't be green unless you're also fuel efficient as well. Where else are you going to be? Green? No, no. How no, else no, are you no. Be green, green is to do with how much shit you could cut from the back of your exhaust, right? Yeah, but but if so, you, you can still be so fuel efficiency. Your MPG is going to have to do with it. Well, no, it has because the. The more fuel that you burn, the more you're going to contribute to the shit in the environment. If you, I, 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 oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you burn, okay. I, I'm with you that if you burn cleaner, it's better, and that's why you've got pet. Yeah, you but if you PPF burn more fuel, filters. you'll burn more of it, even if it's cleaner. Yeah, right. So, so efficiency also needs to come into play as well. So that's the reason why people buy it. So in my test, I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive this car without plugging it in for the time that I've got it. What I want to do is I want to test, to your point, its ability to act as a hybrid and regenerate, regenerate its own electric okay. batteries or whatever yeah. and see what it does when left to its own devices. Okay. Maybe a bit of an unfair test, but I thought real world because the yeah, battery yeah. only lasts 30 odd miles. And unless, you're, unless your daily round trip is 30 odd miles, you're going to eat into the into Why is the engine. battery range so low? Because it's a hybrid. It's not just an EV car. Right. Yeah, but in theory, though, that should make it so you plug it in and it regenerates itself should mean your range is like should really be a lot, lot more than like any other. Yeah. Because, for example, you take a Tesla, that's not a hybrid, so you have to charge it up. But with the with this, you charge it up and it charges as you go along in theory. So, right. Economy was probably one of the last things I wanted to get to, but let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Because you, we're on the subject, the official. I love you off your, your yeah, no, that, that, and that's cool, right? The official yeah. figures from Toyota, MPG. Do you want to hazard a guess what they say? The official it's, figures. It's, we know it's, it's a lie. It's going to be stupid, isn't it? It's going to be like hundred and twenty-five MPG or something. You're close. It is that stupid. It's hundred and eighty-eight to. What? If it's that no, stupid, no, to, hang on. That's the low end of the range. Hundred and eighty-eight MPG to two hundred and thirty-five. Shut up. It is all lie. You're, you're right. I mean, this we know this anyway. Manufacturers lie anyway, but they Have lie. Have you posted this on our account yet? Because can you call Toya out when you do, please? No, the episode hasn't gone live yet. When oh, it goes okay, live, yes. this will all, all get posted, right? Because right? um, normally they'll say like, you know, it does 60 miles to the gallon when they mean it does 45. And then there's a disclaimer yeah. in like size yeah. two font. Yeah. These guys are saying 188 to 235 miles per gallon. That means it's got a 43 litre petrol tank. Yeah, mm -hmm. that means the theoretical range of one tank is eight between eighteen hundred and two thousand two hundred miles. I don't know how you figured that out, but that's obviously bollocks. 
Well, so I, figured, I figured out using maths, right? They, they're saying, and that's based on, so 1,800 miles is 188 miles to the gallon on a 43-litre uh, tank. So the range 2,200 miles is 235 So the range should be what? When it's full of fuel and the, the battery's charged up? Between 1,800 and 2,200 miles. So let's call it 2,000 miles per tank. That's, the, that's the, what the range should be according to a Toyota's official figures. This is not me making it up. This is not me exaggerating for effect. Because the look in your face would suggest that I'm exaggerating. No, not you, but this, this there's an exaggeration there, there somewhere. Is a re- that is a stupendous exaggeration. We need to get one back. And what we need to do is take it on a road trip. Look, this is what And I'm, whenever it runs out of petrol, just dump it and tell Toyota to pick it up. This is, but this is effectively what I did, right? Now, what was quite interesting was the car, like any other car, gives you a range. Mm. The range was actually like 500 miles. Which is sensible and normal for a... But it shouldn't be. The range should be when it's fully charged so, and stuff. So, should be so, like so 2,000 miles. So even the car disagrees with its parent company manufacturer, Mr. Toyota. Or with his dad. With his dad. It disagrees with Mr. Toyota here. The lying gets worse in the car itself. As I said, it's got a whole bunch of displays all around efficiency. One of the displays that you can scroll to is a daily economy diary. It's, I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of diaries anyway. And if we're going to kind of rank diaries, yeah. Anne Frank's is probably, you know, at the top probably, level yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Then you go to average teenage girl who's 12 years old. Then you go to Adrian, then, then you go Adrian to, Mold. Then you go to my six-year-old who doesn't really know how to write stuff and her diary is definitely not interesting. Yeah. Then you get to the Toyota economy No, diary. no, Adrian Mole is there before Toyota. Oh, sorry, Adrian Mole is in there Thank somewhere you. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's more interested than Anne Frank. Yeah, okay, maybe Adrian yeah, Mole, then Anne yeah. Frank, then your average teenager, yeah. then... Then Adrian Mole Part 2. Adrian Mole Part that was terrible, yeah. Diary, of a, actually, Diary yeah. of a Wimpy Kid was pretty fucking awful yeah, as well. Yeah, it was a bit crap. Actually. Then you get to kind of like my six-year-old who's still learning how to write, bless her, <laughs> and her stories aren't particularly interesting. Yeah. But it makes her feel good and confident, so I'm going to encourage it, like okay. we all should with our young children. If you've got them. it's getting hot in here, mate. Sorry, yeah. we're doing it for the fans. <laughs> then you get to the diary that the car gives you, which is your stupid economy diary. Yeah. Now, all it does is it gives you an MPG readout per day. Do you want to apologise for the vacuum, for the cleaner because you always apologise <laughs> for any like background noise that there is? So. Yeah, so if you did hear the, the, the vacuum... Yeah, in the to be background. fair to him, the poor guy turned it off. That's how scared of you he is. He well, turned no, he, it off. He saw us recording and he turned... Like he yeah. should be doing anyway. But yeah, he's cleaning it. Yeah, sorry about us getting in the way of your job, mate. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, economy diary. So the economy diary said that I was giving, I've taken a picture of this as evidence, mm. it said that I was getting 64 miles to the gallon out of that day's yeah. driving, right? Which, first of all, nowhere near 188 no. or 235. But let's accept it for what it is. 64 miles per gallon, not bad. You must have had a hard on me. That's not bad at all, right? However, it was a lie. Because actually... Over that 235 miles where it claimed and told me I got 64 miles per gallon, I didn't. I calculated it. I got 55 miles per gallon. So it lied. The car's computer lied as well. So so Toyota's (laughs) official statistics lie massively. Then the car itself also lies. Thing is, yeah, with the amount of like man- the amount of manufacturers we've seen getting fined for lying about stuff like diesel emissions and stuff. It's like all that, of them now. Why are they still doing it? I don't know. And like, why? Why I don't understand is after so long, why has no one called them to account in terms of how they come up with their figures in terms of in a laboratory? That is so so disconnected from how reality. people at reality. Yeah. How are you allowed to use those figures? Exactly. That's what that's what I don't understand. It's like 
you're in a lab, it's sealed, it's closed, and you've just got the car on rollers and you're getting EMP. Nobody even remotely will drive their car How in that kind you? of environment. Yet they're allowed to use to. Yeah. Yet they're allowed to use statistics figures gained in that environment. <laughs> I like how you were about to say statistics and gave up. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in that environment and issue them and say this is the this is the MPG you're gonna get from our car when you drive it. I don't look. I'm 100% with you, right? And some manufacturers are being called out. You had the Volkswagen diesel gate um, scandal. And, and now, actually, they went from, do you own a Volkswagen to do you own a Mercedes? To the, do the, you own a diesel? Yeah, the last one Do I you saw just was, own a diesel? Yeah, have you, owned, have you owned a diesel in yeah. the last 10 years? Because if so, some fuckers lied to you and you're owed money. Has anyone... Look, if anyone listening has actually got anything out of these, please let us know. Because I think it'd be, I just think it's just a scam anyway. Uh, yeah, but if anyone's ever won anything, like, what? So if you bought a car for like 10 days and then sold it, are you eligible for anything? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been contacted because I've owned Mercedes diesels. Oh, you, you filled it out, but you haven't heard anything back, have you? Well, no, because then they started asking me for things like can you provide us with a copy of the V5 well no I sold the car Whoa. a couple of years ago request a copy of the V5 prove your ownership this that and the other from who who do you want to request a copy of the uh, V5 like, do you know what I can't be asked with oh, any of yeah. that so I don't know where it's going to go okay. but yeah to yeah. your point if anyone out there in, in, in listener land has actually um, benefited from this or, or been successful in, in a claim against Mercedes Volkswagen or any anyone. of the manufacturers then, then let us know we'd be interested to hear that but going back to this right so I don't know why it's lying because 55 miles to the gallon in real world is actually good. Yeah, that is actually you know, yeah, So, yeah. so why like, just, just be proud of what you're achieving. So what I will say is if you want economy five seats and a brand new car and you're looking to spend 32 to 34 grand, buy a Golf GTD. You can buy a market Golf GTD which will easily give you the 50 odd miles to the gallon and it'll be far better. Or just buy, buy a blue efficiency petrol. That'll still give me decent miles well, as well. I mean, I've come to the conclusion of the episode before we have actually spoken about the rest of the episode. And I will talk about the car as well because we owe it to that. But the thing, you know, the big thing that the Prius is all about, as you say, green credentials, economy, that's and all the rest to be, of it. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of the car. Because as I'm now going to go into, I can't see the, any other point to it. So it lies about the stuff that's a, a unique selling point. Well, it lies, yet they still sold 19 million, 15 million of them. And they'll continue to sell more of the See, is that a lot though? Is that uh, a lot? If you think about it, if you think about China's no, population compared alone, to Ford F-150s, it's yeah, definitely not. 15 million worldwide isn't really a lot of sales, you know? I mean, when it first came out, it was a fashion for like people like, okay, you know what? I've got this guzzler or whatever. Let's just park up a Prius on the driveway. Yeah, Because yeah. it made me look like, and if I've got to go somewhere where there's public, I'll just drive one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. It was main, mainly in America that was a big thing, right? Yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. People well, they've got like, many of the smallest engine they have is like a five litre something. Yeah, everything so was they would have it on there, yeah. Actually, yeah. speaking of America, you know some of the slogans they come... You know some of the Toyota slogans? Toyota's slogans? No. <laughs> some of the advertising slogans is... Oh, my God. Oh, they, so, oh, hang on a second. Sorry, before we get into that, do you... Um, if you recall that, that story that I posted, I don't know if it's a story or a post on Instagram, on our Instagram account. Uh, the, the comic. The, the, the comic one, the Toyota Corolla. Corolla. Yeah, Corolla, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a great yeah. advert. So some of their, like, for example, in Japan, some of their slogans or like um, sales lines were, you asked for it, you got it. Okay, like, what exactly? Who could ask for anything more? This is just for Toyota. So when they launched the model or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, this is what they were doing. He's like, I love what you do for me. Okay. And then in Thailand, it was like, it's my style. Actually, that understands That's why you That's bold coming from a company who have produced probably less than four cars that have any 
kind of style. Well, them. their styling's finished after the 1980s. They didn't have any styling after that. They certainly don't have have any stylings now. There was another one here I saw actually that was quite. The Japanese ones, the Japanese ones are quite good. It says something like, "If there's a road leading to a mountain, there's a Toyota on the road." <laughs> the, there must that sounds be like quite a bold statement. There must be a road to the mountain, and if there's a road, there is a Toyota. There must be a road to the mountain, and if there's a road, there's Bangladesh. So, so hang on, hang on. In that, are they saying that you know normally when you're driving up like a, a country road and you're stuck in a traffic jam, are they saying it's it's inevitably going to be because of a Toyota? <laughs> Could be because the guy driving it is in a Prius and he won't go over 30 miles an hour because he doesn't want the petrol to kick in. Well, he exactly. wants to keep it on the electric motor. Yes, he does. So in Bangladesh, this is they had, their slogans were running towards, leads away your life. Hang on, sorry, which, these are two separate slogans? Yeah, yeah, two separate slogans. So, so the first one was simply running towards, running towards. Running towards. Then the second one, leads ha- away your life. What that probably means is you don't have a life and you've lost your life. That's why you've bought a Toyota or a Toyota Prius. I'm struggling. I'm still with the running. I'm still stuck on running towards. <laughs> the greatest. Towards, towards what? Wait, the greatest? Oh, simply the greatest. Simply. Interesting vehicle. Okay, I like that one. The it's quality. Simple. The quality. The quality. Not quality, the quality. The perfection of life. The Wow. These are this is 2005, things. 2010, yeah? Oh, wow. So this isn't like 90s. No. And in 2010, up until the present day, the amazing... The amazing Toyota, or just the amazing, just the amazing, the amazing. This is now the amazing. Wow, Australia, yeah. The, see how much car your money can buy. Okay, so they're going for the we are cheap and efficient. Something special for you. That's not too bad. I mean, it sounds like a the same slogan that Clinton cards would have if they were in in Australia as well. Yeah, true, true. And then in Europe, there's something like my Toyota is fantastic. The car in front is a Toyota. Actually, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that I one. I remember. That's the whole mountain thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. fucking what's Today, holding me up. Tomorrow, Toyota. I, I like that. That's pretty India, good. Yeah, India. Oh, every day. Touch the perfection. I was hard on it and I was you know. oh, okay. so I was still stuck on every day oh, okay. because that's just random. And then you said touch the perfection, touch the perfection. which sounds like at as one easy, point yeah. as in, in Toyota's marketing department, a pedo was working there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, touch the perfection. Moving forward, I think we've had that somewhere before. Okay, so no reverse gear. No reverse gear. No, no. Why would you go forward? You want to go forward in life. You want to go backwards. Quality revolution. Well, the revolution of quality. Maybe no, no, this quality goes, revolution. Maybe this goes back to the looms that he manufactured because that was quite revolutionary. Yeah, true. In, in Indonesia, it was because we love you. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I don't think it's true, but it's leads sweet. Leads you ahead. Leads you ahead. Yeah. Right. Um, because yeah. because you are essentially the person responsible for the traffic jam. So you are, by definition, ahead. Yeah, yep. I agree with that uh, one. How have they got so many? And and South Africa, everything keeps going right. Toyota. Everything keeps... <laughs> it doesn't, though. I mean, well, it's quite timely yeah. with the but current right news now, in South Africa. It's, things aren't going right. South Maybe Korea, they need more Toyotas. They probably do, yeah. So, uh, South Korea, smile for tomorrow. Smart. You are so smart. You are, what, for buying a Toyota? Well, I think that's what they're trying to say, yeah. I like Toyota, that yeah. because you know what they're subconsciously doing? It, it, this is very um, passive-aggressive because what they're saying is uh, you don't drive a Toyota, you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> in Thailand, yes, we drive. Okay. Uh, I think some of these have 
baffled start, me. Malaysia, start your impossible. Does that mean it's impossible to start? <laughs> they, don't, they don't work, so you try and start it. One of these has to be the name of the episode. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to try and find something like that. Um, and you know, what I'm also also gonna do. I might do a bit of a a poll or a competition on Instagram for you to vote for your favorite one. We'll pick yeah, a, we'll pick drive, a handful of them and compete them against. Drive each other. your dreams. I've heard that before. That sounds very Honda because Honda wasn't that the power dreams, of dreams. Yeah, power of dreams. Yeah, yeah. Fun to drive again. Fun to drive again. But, so the first time it's shit though. <laughs> the world is one. That's true. It's got nothing to do with Toyota, but it's a statement. Oh my God. They actually had this one. I love this car. That's a bumper sticker. That's not a slogan. That is a bumper sticker. Many of those are bumper stickers. Belonging to crazy people. Wow. Right. That was informative. Eye-opening. Let's go places. That's okay. That's not too bad. That sounds like something Jeep would have though. Yeah, that's true. Because it reflects more kind of off-road. So yeah, that's some of their slogans they've had. Fuck me. Some of those were a joke. Do you know what else was a joke? The boot space of the Prius. Oh, is it? Again, I'll put up a picture for you guys. So by the time you is listen that, to this, does Prius have its batteries in the boot? Or is it under the sh- under the floor? Um, good question. I, I think in this case it would be in the boot because the boot space, I know you don't like litres. So let's talk in Audi shopping bags. You'd have to cut the shopping bag in half and then you'd be able to lay it out. Eh? It's like a shelf is what the boot is. There is another bit of the boot where you can lift up a cover, but that's big enough for it to store its charging cables. Liters, how many liters of space? 191 liters. See, that means nothing with the, to me. I don't. With the cover in place. Can we start a campaign Three, to change on. the way they measure boot space? We can do if you want to. You can, you, you can do it in suitcases where you wouldn't fit a suitcase. Or, so it's 191 liters with the cover in place, which is what you'd want anyway, because otherwise yeah. shit would fall out and hit yeah. you in the head. Or if you want shit to fall out and hit you in the head, 359 litres. That means filling up the hatch to the point where you can't see out the back. To put that into context, 359 litres, a Ford Fiesta with its seats up and its cover on. Yeah. So just the boot bit. Yeah. 300 litres. What about the Ford Puma that we had the other week? I bet that's going to be... That's probably more. more. That's probably about 350 litres. So 191 litres in... What is quite a big car? It's bigger than a Fiesta. For but you sure. know what? For that, they don't expect. The thing is, because of what it is, I, I expect they're not expecting people to lug around a load of stuff because that'll just drain the Why? economy. It's a, it's, a, it's a five-seater family car. Well, it's a taxi, is what it is. Well, it's, a, it's an Uber, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there were a number of people who tried to flag me down the side of the road when I was driving. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But they get that for efficiency. If you're then going to load it up with a load of luggage and stuff no, like that, you but, kill it. But let, let's say that you are a young family. You've had a kid. Like you're in this position. You've had a kid, and you've got a pram, right? Let's say they don't go and buy a Range Rover because they're, they're maybe stupid. a bit more sensible, and they want to buy something that they believe is an economical, eco-friendly car. And if you were to believe all the hype, you'd go Prius. You can't fit a pram in this fucking thing. Really? You can't. It's like a little parcel shelf is what it is. The space is you know what? You know what people use this for? People use it for commuting. People use it for Uber driving, number one. Oh, yeah, Uber driving, Or for number two... To it's score car. green points to say, I've yeah, got a Prius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does 65 miles to the gallon. It's the second car in the house. Miles to the gallon. If you need to go somewhere on your own and that, you take you take that. But again, I don't see why you would. If you wanted a second car in the house, you can buy a much smaller car that only seats two people. Yeah, you don't yeah, need a five-seater If you wanted something that was actually fun to drive. Let's say yeah. you wanted something that was going to be economical, frugal, blah, 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 blah. There are many super mini city cars, Hyundai i10 as one example. 
Really? Fiat 500 have just, Fiat have launched the all electric 500. Have they? You could do that. You could buy a mini all electric if you wanted to. Smaller cars, all electric, better range. Genuinely, that's your second run around car if that's what you wanted. I don't see the point of a Prius. What? Do you know what I don't understand? Why is the why is the Prius in existence? Well, we have that, but more expensive than the Toyota CHR. I don't know. I think it's just because it's the Prius. Because the CHR, I suppose, gives you more room, more boot space. The CHR is like the, the Prius, on, Prius on stilts? Yeah, the smallest, like, cross SUV, SUV that they do. Yeah, okay. And that's hybrid. Actually, they only do hybrids now, don't they? Yeah. It's probably the same um, drivetrain as the, as the Prius, I'd imagine. Yeah, it probably is. So I don't like so to practicality. Stupid. It's not like you've got shit tons of its storage in t- inside as well. You don't. Coming on to the interior. The yeah. pri- wait, the Prius was the first. Was the Prius the first electric yeah, yeah, yeah. Stroke hybrid car? That, that, I think that so. Out. Yeah. Then Honda had the Insight, which was actually pretty cool and futuristic. Do you remember really that? Happened? Many of those, actually. It did. They, they didn't last very long, had, did they? Had the um, oh, the wheels, the rear wheels were hidden half of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was quite cool. It was a quite cool nah, design. It was like something nah. out of to- to- Toyota Total Recall. Oh the original yeah, yeah, one, yeah. The that's probably one, why. That's probably why it didn't last. No, you don't see many of them around. No, you don't. Um, but I, I thought it was a pretty neat car. Interior, typical Toyota. So it has everything you need, including a head-up display. Why do you need that? You're not going fast enough for a head-up display. Well, because it's got some kind of uh, economy gauge that I can't fathom. So it's got a head-up dis- head-up display. You've got heated seats, auto lights, wipers, keyless go, as I said, wireless phone charger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you read the spec list, you genuinely go, this is the spec list of a luxury car. Apart from leather seats, mm. which we've spoken about, not really a massive fan of anyway, no. you would say this is a luxury car. So it's got the spec. But in typical Toyota fashion or Japanese fashion, actually, the execution is piss poor, like really piss poor. So you know the funny thing about the configurator? When you choose the color of the car, it changes the color of the background to match the color of the car. So it's camouflaging. So, so that doesn't really help me look like <laughs> what the car looks like, really. That's a bit dumb. No, it's, well, we've said this before. Configurators are pretty shit and annoying yeah. anyway, and Toyotas are no different. Um, yeah, look, the execution is so poor. The heated seat switch, for example, really, really cheap and nasty. The head-up display is said it's pointless. It's got some weird economy gauge that I didn't make any sense. And the quality of the plastics generally just not good, scratchy and rubbish. One thing, though, that made me laugh uh, was in the center screen thing. So it's got the screen for the touchscreen stereo. And then yeah. in the middle, like a lot of cars these days that are built to a budget, it hasn't got a dash right in front of you. It's got it in the center of the car where your speedo and all your other shit is. Oh, that's because they can make a right or left hand drive. Yeah, so they can make it right or left hand drive. Fine, I've got no problem with that. It's okay. It's split into four screens, although hmm. it's like it appears as one piece of glass, but you can tell it's four screens. Do you know how you can tell it's four screens? Because each screen has got a different font, type of graphic, slight <laughs> change in color, whatever it might be. You look at it and you go, these are four separate screens, as far as I'm concerned, they've built glued in together. four separate factories for four separate cars that they've just glued together. To the point where, you know how Mercedes are famous, or so famous for, when you get into a, a, a higher spec Mercedes, it's got a nice analog clock in the middle. You oh, asked me about yes, yes, yeah, yeah. They never, right? They've never got rid of that, I don't think. Yeah, so you've got a nice analog clock. Yeah. When I say Toyota or Nissan, and you think kind of 
Uh, Digital, like little, like a Casio display, LCD display. You've taken the words out of my mouth, and I swear to you, listeners, this was not pre-planned. I wrote Casio watch and put it behind there. In my notes, I'll show you my notes now. I wrote Casio watch. (laughs) That is exactly what the clock still looks like. (laughs) So you, on one hand, you've got this. I call it fancy. This eco display thing with lots of moving graphics. And then literally two screens away in the same screen cluster, you've got this Casio watch watch. telling you the time. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, you set separately to another part of the system, which also tells you the time. (laughs) It's so... The, as I said, the execution. But why is it got four screens? What, what, what does it? Why does it need four different screens? You've got like speedo and driving information. Then you've got like your daily bullshit diary thing and other economy crap. Then you've got this clock display thing. Then you've got you know when you turn the ignition on and all your lights come on and your and all oh yeah, 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 you've got that as well. Broadly speaking, they're the four areas of display that you've got. Did you take pictures of this? I did take pictures okay. of it. The dash just. Yeah, I. You know, when it's all off, you look at it and you go, "That's not a bad looking dash. It looks quite futuristic." The gear lever's in a stupid place, but I think with a lot of these cars, the gear lever's in yeah. a stupid place anyway. Uh, so you think actually it's not too bad, and then you see the graphics and see stuff, and you just think, "He's really, really cheap. Really, really cheap. Why? Why give all these extras if the execution is so poor?" And actually, it reminded me, I was speaking to speak about the wireless phone charger. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, the wireless phone charger does a great job of heating up your phone, but, oh, not, is it? but not really charging it all that well. Like, really? Yeah, there's slow charging and then there's this. As far as I can tell, what it's meant to do is it's meant to just heat up your phone to the point where when you pick it up, you have to like juggle it about in your hands a little bit to cool really? it down. Yeah. So that, great, great wireless charger. That. That's, so, great, so you, yeah. that's my point. You've gone so to the f- trouble of putting a wireless charger in, in there, but, but you put a shit one shit in. One. You know what the thing Why? is? Japan... They're a bit like America in terms of their interior um, quality. Quite, what do you call it? The, the materials that they use. Yeah. They've never really changed the materials. It is the just, same materials yeah. in the 1980s micro. Yeah. They found this like, let's just stick to it's these the same materials. Clock. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, what, what, you know, all you need to, and that, that's my gripe with American cars as well, is if they just improved the quality of the materials that they use internally, it would take their cars to another level. It would. And I, I really doubt it would make that much of a difference to their price point. You're selling this thing for 33, 34 grand anyway. Yeah, it sounds of it. It probably costs about 10 grand to make. Exactly. And you know what, right? Because the, the thing, I'm coming to my conclusion on the car now. It frustrated me because it's a very neely car, right? Don't lie about your fuel economy. No, no, listen. That's in like, don't lie about your fuel economy. This is still quite an economical car for something with a 1.8 litre petrol engine. Mm-hmm. The statistics would suggest that it drives like absolute shit and it's slow. In reality, it felt quite punchy. It really wasn't bad. The ride quality was decent. I, I actually, at points, felt like I was in a budget S-class in the sense of... It what? Ab- it absorbed the bumps well and it wasn't like floaty and irritating. But then it did this weird thing where it would rock side to side a little bit at uh-huh. speed. Do you know what I mean? It's a very neely car. You just oh, yeah, I think stiffen I, up the anti-roll miss- bars a little bit, right? And and spend a bit more time on some of the the, the, the speed stability. Fundamentally, the but- suspension was decent. It, it handled well. The front end was like pointy and bitey. It's almost two tons, but it hid the weight well. The it's front- two tons. One thousand nine hundred thirty-five kilograms. 
Bloody hell. It's a heavy fucking thing, right? When you Bloody consider 55 hell. miles to the gallon weighing that much, that's impressive. So take pride in what you've got. If you're going to then thing is, throw you know extras at it, execute them properly, just take a bit more time. And this would be, I'm not saying it's going to be a great, amazing car, but it'd be a car where I'd go, actually, it's not bad. It's you decent. See, you say, I, I want to say they've missed a trick, but obviously they've, fought, they've sold 15 million of them, so there's enough people out there don't know what they're doing to buy it yes. but the thing is you're right it, it, a nearly car you say about stiffening up the suspension and speed but the thing is it's not built for speed they're not expecting no, no, people no, to drive sorry, when, I, speed when I say that, speed I mean sit at a motorway 70 miles an hour it wasn't like it wasn't even like there was a crosswind mm. it did this weird side to side swaying mm. um, which I mean I do get seasick and there were times when I was in the car and I was like this reminds me of being on a boat really? too much. Yeah, and it wasn't like this car had suspension fault. I mean, this was a a nearly new car. It's a 2020 model. Yeah, I just think in terms of forget anything else. In terms of the fuel efficiency and and, and the um, range and stuff, that's where they that's where they've let themselves down on Mister Trickenland because that car. Well, they lied. Be, that well, yeah, they've lied, and that car should be doing so much more. They were one of the hey, first to develop it, and they're still developing it, and they just, haven't really. Do you know what? My advice to Toyota, if they're listening to it, just make your mind up a little bit. If you want to be an all-out efficient car, then make your car efficient. If you want to, but be yeah, don't forget the disclaimer though, Toyota. We're giving you advice, but don't really listen to his advice. Yeah, exactly. You can choose to or not, whatever. If you're going to make an economical car, make it economical. If you're going to make a family car with five seats, give it a bit of practicality. If you're going yeah, to load it with lots of extras me. and luxuries, spend a bit of time making sure that those luxuries don't feel cheap to use. Yeah, it's like the scratchy you know plastic I mean? still, isn't it? The scratchy plastic just, that you get, yeah. Just get something right. You've, you, it's like half-arsed everywhere. That's my conclusion to the Prius. It's half-arsed everywhere. And so for that reason, I could never recommend it. I would never recommend it. The thing is, Toyota just now going all... Everything's just now hybrid. And they're not really... I mean, the, 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 they're replacing the GT86 with the GR86 now, aren't they? They are, yeah. That's going to be... That, that's still... you fair. That's not a bad, that's not a bad car. I mean, it's, better than the, it's, it's better than the GRZ4. Yeah. Look, you know, kind of, you know this because we exchanged messages yesterday. I wanted to be fair on the Prius. I really did. And I think I've tried to be fair as well. And Toyota as a manufacturer, I'm not a, opposed to them at all. But when they get out of something like a Prius and you pay attention to it, it's very difficult to side with them. I know they've made the the, uh, the Yaris GR, GR yeah, but they whatever. Had to, they had to do that for and, and they're making the GR86, etc., etc. But you're going you're gonna to keep churning out more stuff like the Prius and stay on your high horse as a result of it, then, I, oh, yeah, more and more people are going to fall out of love with Toyota. Yeah, I don't know. You, you know what? they actually got a big range of cars. Like, and you think, like, but you don't see any of, the, any of this. They've got, uh, let me tell you how many cars they've got. They've got 4, 8, 12, 16, 20. 20, 20 cars, cars for sale right now. 20 cars what? for sale right now. I think I can only think of like four. And essentially, so they've got the iGo Yaris. They've got four models in that, which is all the same. Then they've got the Corolla. They've got four. We said this last time. The Corolla's still on sale. I can't remember Corolla, seeing the one. The Camry's still on sale. I have never seen a Camry in the UK. they actually sell any or not, I don't they know. They sell them in the US. We know that. So they do three Corollas. What so the, the hatchback, three? Tory, So hang on. Saloon. When you said 20, does that include three Corollas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So they do the hatchback, the, the estate... They call them a touring now. It's not a touring car, but they call them the hatchback, <laughs> the touring, and the saloon. And then they do a Camry, and then the, they do the Toyota. So they and then they're like SUV kind of range is the CHR Rav4 new Rav4 plug-in, and then the Highlander. 
Then they come in with the GR86, the GR Supra Stroke Z4, then the two Priuses, Mirai, an all new Mirai hydrogen fuel cell. Oh, right, the Mirai is the Prius with hydrogen fuel, right? Yeah, it's a completely different design. Completely oh, different okay. design, yeah, totally. And then they got the two Land Cruisers. Do they sell the Land Cruiser in the UK? Who the hell would buy a Land Cruiser? I don't know. I think they're only for people in the subcontinent. To be yeah, fair. I don't don't uh, think it. But yeah, but no, 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 no it's available. It's here on their website. It's available. You can buy it for forty-two grand if you want. Forty-two grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, grand. though, mate, the Highlander's fifty grand. What the fuck? That's their that's their big SUV. Jeez, that's a lot of money. That's that is a lot of money, mate. Available to buy online. Online, yeah. Like I'm just going to spend fifty grand on a truck online. Well, I'm, the thing is, all these people now actually like—is it Cinch or places like that that sell? You can sit there and buy a car online and have it delivered to you. I don't. Who the hell does that? I don't know. How much? How much how faith you, must you, you have I mean? in that company's marketing department to blindly buy? I know they give you a seven-day money money back thing and that, but I'm sure there's some disclaimers and things like that and T's and C's. That's uh, a lot of headache, here. though, right? Let's yeah. say you buy. Let's say you're buying a used car. Let's say you spend fifteen, twenty grand on a used BMW of some kind. That's a lot of hassle to go and spend that money and then go, I'll drive it for seven days and see if I want to give it back. Oh. What the fuck? Who does anyone do that? Yeah, Again, if you're listening and you've bought there, yeah. a car online, sight unseen, and I don't mean you 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 know the car, you've driven the, driven no, models no, of it, and you saw, it, you saw a right. deal, yeah, you call yeah, the yeah. dealer and place your deposit and secure it online. I, don't, I get that, that makes sense. But literally, you've bought and ordered it like it's something off Amazon, let us know, please. We'd want to interview you. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm out of content. And I'm too hot. Yeah, it is quite hot in here. Yes. But so hopefully you enjoyed that. And, and um, because there was no air con, it sounds a little bit better this time. Just before we do I'm go... Sorry, next time, we're good, but I don't care if the listeners can hear the air con or not. We're getting an air con room. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed today's show uh, and you, you like us, you like what we do, then you can show your support by please... Uh, finding us on social media go to Drivel Podcasts on Instagram Drivel Facebook interact with our latest post you'll see a post about this episode comment like share to your stories whatever you know we'd really appreciate that if you are listening on Apple Podcasts please give us a five star rating and a review there are loads of you who have listened on Apple Podcasts we know who you are but have not yet given us a review please 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 take the 30 seconds whilst you've got your phone in your hand right now about to hit stop on this episode go to Apple Podcasts give us that 5 star rating give us a review we'd really really appreciate it thank you for all of those of you who do interact with us on Instagram you know what it is is nice when we're sat there and receive messages and comments and stuff like that it is really nice it is really nice and for those of you who have taken the time out to give us a review and to rate us give us 5 stars we really appreciate you as well Um, if you're listening on a platform that doesn't allow you to do a rating or a review Um, If there's an option to subscribe, please do that. That helps us as well. And if you've got none of those options available to you, or if you've done all of those things already, then the next best thing you can do is to tell somebody, a friend, a family member, somebody who you think might be interested in the show, either they're a petrol head or they like listening to two idiots drivel, um, or they just need to fill some kind of silence in their lives. Please, please let them know about the show. We want to grow this organically. We are still trying to grow this organically. And uh, we love the fact that when we do get new listeners and they reach out to us, we know that even if you're just one listener, that makes a massive difference. We hear about it through somebody else that we've gained a new listener. That means the world to us. So please, please keep supporting the show. Please keep spreading the message. 
Uh, and with that, we will now stop pleading for your support. And stop asking us to promote it on these stupid platforms or things on Instagram because we're not going to. Oh, yeah, they're idiots. probably not listening anyway. No, they're probably not, but just in case. These are the bots that irritate yeah. us. Uh, yeah, with that, hope you enjoyed the show and we will uh, see you again next time. Drive safe. Take care. Bye-bye.